Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The win's great, uh, but I hope everybody keeps the same energy. Throw us in the trash. We won't forget it. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. This is episode 17. Once again, I'm John June. I got my man, Greg Penniman. Week four recap. What it do, Greg? What it do. Week four is over. You know, we got the quarter of the season through. A lot of hot takes we got thinking about. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to week five. A uh, weird week, definitely. Only three home teams won. So uh, let's let's get right into it. Yeah, man. Let's jump right to it. And like we always do, we start with the quarterbacks and the QB one, probably somebody that nobody had finishing as the anywhere near this this position. Jameis Winston uh, in a 55-40 win against the uh, favored Los Angeles Rams. Jameis Winston puts up. Uh, he goes 28 for 41, 385 yards, four passing touchdowns, one INT here, 30.3 points. Greg, what'd you make of this performance right here? Hey man, Jameis is uh he's thriving in the system with Bruce Arians. This is now his I would say his second great fantasy game in a row. He has a uh, the second game against the Carolina Panthers was a good like game managing game, but like solid for fantasy. Uh, I think you know you got to be impressed by this performance uh, after a week week one performance. You know, Jameis is someone that should be rostered. He's already rostered over 6% of leagues, which is why he might not be mentioned on the waiver wire pod, I mean, section. But I think he's a solid quarterback if you uh, need help. Yeah, I agree with that assessment, definitely. Um, Jameis Winston, he, we've seen this from him before. He's he's capable of playing, um, you know, putting up huge numbers like this. And we know, we know what Bruce Arians brings as an offensive coordinator. So um, I... I I want to say that more more performances are, are definitely uh, more likely to come going forward. Um, our number two quarterback on the list, our guy, Lamar Jackson. Yes, sir. Uh, he, he went 24 for 34, 247 yards, three touchdowns, did have two INTs, but as he always does, brings that floor with 66 rushing yards, had 26.48 fantasy points. What would you make of this performance, Greg? Oh, man, it's great to see the man is still number two quarterback in fantasy with two picks. That's something special right there. Uh, I feel like he's a consistent number two quarterback. He's a top guy for you every week with a great floor. You know, lock it in. He's the man. He's going to be in the running for fantasy MVPs this season. Yeah, you know, I, I got to keep keep going with my guy. This is my breakout right here. So um, love to see him finish as a, as a as a top two quarterback again this week. Um, and like we always say, that floor is there for you with the 66 rushing yards. And even in a loss, man, he's able to uh, to put up these points as they got they got slaughtered by the by the Cleveland Browns. Uh, um, moving forward, actually, they kind of t- they tied on the week. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, number three quarterback, he came he he heard I said he was no longer QB one, so he mm-hmm. went out through the ball 53 times, completed 34 of those of those pass attempts, 422 yards, two touchdowns. He had an additional 46 rushing yards there. 
Uh, did have one fumble and one INT, but 26.48 points. What'd you make of this one, Greg? Came through for me. I made the call over 20 fantasy points. He did what he had to do in a great matchup against the Eagles. Uh, I think this is hopefully bounce back for him because, you know, he's one of the top five QB in uh, fantasy where people drafted him this season. So hopefully he can continue this uh, throughout the, the season. Devontae Adams is going to be out for the next week, at, most likely. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I would I would like to see uh, if this is this is how the offense operates going forward. The fifty three pass attempts, like we talked about last time, um, that's way more than what he had been throwing throwing uh, or attempting before. So, uh, but you know, this is I'm not surprised Aaron Rodgers is able to put up these numbers. You know, he's this is he's a most, he's one of the most talented quarterbacks to ever play. So, um, you know, to you know these this performance was great I, I like to see him get out the pocket the way that he was you know using his legs that's when Aaron Rodgers is at his best in my opinion um <clears throat> but rounding out the top 12 we had Jared Goff Jacoby Brissett Matt Stafford Marcus Mariota Joe Flacco Philip Rivers Carson Wentz Pat Mahomes and your QB star of the week Kyler Murray uh any of these performances stick out to you Greg um Pat Mahomes not throwing a touchdown. That's kind of wild. And yeah. Marcus Mariota having three touchdowns. So that's just a little weird. Uh, just adding to how weird this week was um, in general. Yeah, this weird. This weird. Wow, this week was definitely weird. Um, you know, Jared Goff sixty-eight pass attempts. <laughs> that thought that was pretty wild. Yeah. Um, the Pat Mahomes, you know, two touchdowns. I'm not gonna say that I'm not surprised. I'm not gonna say I'm surprised, but at the same time. Um, I'm not totally surprised. Like we talked about, I thought this, this Lions pass defense was pretty good. I did pick the Lions to cover this game as one of the few things I got right this weekend. So, um, you know, I, I, even with them losing Darius Slay, I was surprised to see them. Uh, he didn't suit up for this game. So I was surprised to see them still hold Pat, Pat Mahomes without two, uh, to passing or without a passing touchdown at all. I know he was trying to get that record for two for most consecutive games with two passing touchdowns. Um, but unfortunately he was, he was unable to get that. Um, he would have, he, he was at 14. He was one away. He would have been at 15 uh, to tie Peyton Manning. But um, yeah, this just tells me that this Lions pass defense is for real. It's legit. So it's one of the things to watch going forward. Um, anything else stick out to you there? Or just, you know, um, Gardner Minshew had another great game, I think. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, through all these tough matchups, just two, at least two passing touchdowns in all in three of the four games. You know, I, I'm very impressed by him. Yeah, no, most definitely. Um, yeah. all right, so let's move forward. We got the running back position. Uh, one guy who finished its number one running back on the list. Fancy owners were thought this was long overdue, but Nick Chubb, um, he had 20 carries, 165 rushing yards, and three touchdowns against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, he also added three catches for 18 yards, total of 37.8 fantasy points. What'd you make of this performance, Greg? Yeah, Nick Chubb dominated in this game. Proved why he's a top RB1 guy for your team. Uh, I was very impressed with this performance uh, against Baltimore on the road. You know, he, he carried this Browns offense, especially with Odell not playing well and uh, Baker not really giving you like a lot of points. Yeah, no, this was a great performance, and this is what we we saw this from Nick Chubb last year. I think he did a similar thing in a game against Baltimore last year. So, um, yeah, that was that was a great performance to see. Another guy who had three touchdowns, uh, Jordan Howard on Thursday night, 
against the, uh, the Green Bay Packers. We talked about that Green Bay defense. Well, he had 15 carries, 87 yards, two rushing touchdowns. Also added three carries for 28 yards and a receiving touchdown here for 31 FanDuel points. Greg, what did you make of this performance? Yeah, the Eagles fans were screaming for him to get the ball. They gave him the ball. He he came through in this performance against in a great matchup against the Packers. Uh, he's got another good matchup next week against the Jets. You think they're going to be in favorable game script, uh, going to be winning. So I think he's definitely someone you should keep an eye on and uh, add for your team to start in your flex. Ooh, the digs are real. All right, number three guy on, <laughs> on the list, uh, Christian McCaffrey, 27 carries, 93 yards, one touchdown, also adds 10 receptions for 86 yards, 28.9 points and half-point PPR. Greg, what did you make of this one? Man, uh, honestly, I, I don't really know what to say. It's, it's McCaffrey. Honestly, yep, he's he's the man. He just took over for this team. Uh, he should have just played quarterback, might as well. He would have had a better you know, chance doing it all. Throwing it to himself, he's he carried his team. Yeah, did you see that catch he made, the juggling one? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh man, that yeah. was great. Such great focus. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, that's why he's that's why he's <laughs> my number one guy, man. And ten catches. Um, but moving forward, rounding out the top twelve, we had Austin Eckler, Leonard Fournette, Wayne Gallman, Todd Gurley, James Conner, who's still climbing, uh, David mm-hmm. Johnson, Jalen Samuels, who's also still climbing. Daryl Williams and Chris Carson round up the top twelve. Uh, anything sticks out to you here, Greg? Yeah, a couple things. You know, James Conner, my running back start of the week, climbing very shortly. I, I did call he should be a top five performer. Hopefully that comes through. Uh, and Jalen Samuels as well. His usage. I mean, it's a great matchup, but it's good to see him get this many touches. He's close to twenty touches right now. Uh, and yeah, Wayne Gallman for sure came through for those people that sp- spent the money. He came through for you. Uh, so it's good to see that. Yeah, I uh, I really like the the Leonard Fournette one is impressive to me to oh, put yeah, up definitely. you know that many points to finish top four without even ha- he hasn't scored a touchdown yet. Nah, um, that volume yeah. is so juicy. Yeah, no, we said he was a buy last week. I'm gonna continue to say it. 29 carries here for 225 yards. You know that that's 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 awesome. Todd Gurley here, he had uh, seven catches on something. I think it was like 10 or 11 targets. 54, 54 receiving yards. He also had two rushing touchdowns. The carries weren't great, 5 for 16, but um, the game script wasn't great either. So uh, that was nice to see. And another one that sticks out to me, uh, on Johnson. He was my, my start of the week at the running back position. Um, didn't didn't finish in the top 12, um, but he you know had a solid day. But the number that sticks out to me most of all is the 26 carries. Um, he's his snap percentage has gone up since the ousting of C.J. Anderson, so I think you can continue to ride this guy as a as an RB as an R, as a RB one going forward. Yeah, carry on is definitely a buy going forward. My breakout running back starting to come through now. I see it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, all right, let's move forward to the wide receiver position. One guy who owners mm-hmm. thought thought wasn't going to play, but he came through, and uh, you know if you if you started him, then luckily for you. Uh, Chris Godwin finishes as a wide receiver one. He had 12 catches for 172 yards, two touchdowns, 35.2 half-point PPR points. Greg, what did you make of this performance? It's Chris Godwin, bro. If you listen to that wide receiver breakdown. Yep, yes, sir. Wide receiver breakout. That's Chris Godwin. He's balling, doing so well. I I wouldn't think he had a hip injury. If you just saw the game, he was killing the Rams all game long. And he plays the Saints next week in a good matchup. So, 
Uh, I like Chris Godwin as a high. And, you know, not high, but, like, he's just a wide receiver one in the making. Yeah, no, Chris Godwin, uh, he springs that steady floor for you every week. Um, you know, this this was great. I mean, luckily, I didn't have a better option on my bench, so I just waited out the 4 o'clock game to see if he was going to play. And once I, I saw he was active, I kept him in my lineups, and I'm happy I did because – Yes, I had him in a full point PPR, and this man went off. I mean, you have him in our league in a full point PPR yep. and leave extraordinary yep. people. So I, I'm not even. I don't even know why I'm telling you this, but yeah, great performance. <laughs> Another guy that had a great performance, Devontae Adams. You know the bounce back game, the squeaky wheel gets gets greased. Uh, Devontae Adams had 10 catches for 180 yards, 23 touchdown or 23 points, no touchdowns here, 23 FanDuel points. Greg, what do you make of this performance? Yeah, uh, I would like to talk about the Thursday night recap. I like the target number. I like the usage. Uh, he is the only concern, you know, the turf toe. He did get late in that game. He's going to be probably out for uh, week five. So we've got to keep an eye on that. Um, hopefully he comes back and provides for your team. You know, it's, I feel like this target number and stuff is not going to go away. So we're good. Yeah, I think that's going to... I think that's going to be here to stay as long as the the as long as the pass game volume is here to stay. You know, Devontae Adams is going to continue to get these uh this heavy target volume. Um, someone who's not getting much any target volume, but he's doing much with the little he gets. That's AJ Brown, Tennessee Titans wide receiver, finishes as the wide receiver three on the week. He had three catches, ninety four yards, two touchdowns, twenty two point nine Fanduel points. Greg, what'd you make of this performance? Yeah, both him and Corey Davis play very efficiently on a, a low catch number. Uh, it's good to see him, you know, back on the radar. He had 100 receiving yards also in Week One, so I think he's going to be definitely mentioned in our waiver wire section as a guy you need to keep an eye on. Yeah, most definitely. Um, so round out the top 12, we had Robert. Don't call me Bob Woods, Cooper Cup, Cortland Sutton, Kenny Galladay, Jarvis Landry. Uh, Corey Davis, Mike Evans, and Devontae Parker. Oh, sorry. And then Michael Thomas round out the top 12. Any performances stick out to you here, Greg? Uh, it's good to see two Rams wide receivers in the top five. That's uh, definitely something we think didn't think was going to happen maybe a week ago. But you know the potential there. Uh, it's good to see that. And uh, Jarvis having a, probably his best game so far. Uh, sad that he got injured. Um, so hopefully he can recover from that. Uh, and also, yeah, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans both being top 12 wide receivers. So uh, two offenses, that Rams and the Bucks, that, you know, multiple receivers can thrive. Yeah, I, the the, th- the one that sticks out to me here is Michael Thomas continuing to be a dog. Um, you know, without Drew Brees, we were curious to see how, how he would do, but he's obviously doing great. Um, another one that sticks out to me here is Cortland Sutton. My brother's been on me about Cortland Sutton for like three mm-hmm. three or four weeks now. Um, I wasn't a believer, but now I, I am. Uh, he seems to be one of uh, Joe Flacco's go-to guys and, you know, the size and the, the strength he brings to the uh, – as a downfield presence and a red zone presence is, is good. So continue to, to monitor his situation going forward. But let's move on to the tight end position. Um Starting here, we got my tight end start of the week. Austin Hooper went nine for buck thirty, seventeen point five fantasy points and a half point PPR. What did you make of this one, Greg? Yeah, man, just killing on these tight end start of the weeks. Uh, all what I have to make of it is just listen to our calls, and you you know you'll you'll come through on these. Uh, it's good performance from him. That nine reception number is great for a tight end. Uh, 
that is that was pretty promising. Um, just all those short dump offs that Matt Ryan gets, you know, gets him to Austin Hooper. Uh, he's tied in one going forward, I think. Yeah, most definitely. We talked about it, especially with this tight with this uh, Atlanta defense being as bad as it is. Uh, they're gonna find themselves in a lot of negative game strip game script, and they're gonna have to come back. And when they do, teams are gonna be, you know, trying to pay attention to Julio. They're gonna be trying to pay attention to Calvin Ridley. Um, and Austin Hooper, you know, they're the he's the weapon that they're gonna that they're gonna kind of let beat them. So uh, if that's gonna continue to happen, he's somebody that you got to continue to start as a tight end one. Um, tight end two on the week, we have Ricky Seals Jones. This man had three catches for 82 yards and one touchdown for 15.7 fantasy points. Greg, what'd you make of this one? Uh, it was a good performance by him. Um, you know, taking advantage of the David and Joko injury. I'm not sure if this is a sustainable thing, so I wouldn't go rush to add him. Uh, Odell had an off game, and you know, so you expect him to have uh, a role there. Um, I'm not sure yet. Ricky Seals Jones, yeah, it's going to be sustainable though going forward. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I, I believe he had a touchdown last week, um, but the catches aren't really there. Um, so we, yeah, it's something we just have to monitor going forward. But uh, someone we know is here to stay. We t- we talk mm-hmm. about him all the time. And uh, he was your tight end start of the week. You know, my our man, Will Disley, man, has seven catches for 57 yards and a touchdown for 15.2 half uh, fancy points and a half point PPR. What would you make of this performance, Greg? He played the Cardinals. That's all I really need to say. If, it's your, if your tight end is playing the Cardinals, start him up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a great matchup for him. You know, again, getting involved in the red zone. I talked about that target number in the red zone. He scored it in the red zone. From Russell Wilson, uh, if he gets that presence every weekend, he's a he's a good tight, solid tight end one, I think. Yeah, the the volume being there was great to see this time this week. You know, we've always seen the touchdowns be there, but for him to have seven catches in this one in a game that they were pretty much up in for most of, um, you know, that's that's great to see. To be honest, you know, because you know that kind of gives you a steady floor, and you're not just relying on on touchdown production every week. Um, but round out the top 12, we have Jimmy Graham, Gerald Everett, Travis Kelsey, Eric Ebron, Mark Andrews, Cameron Brait, uh, Foster Moreau, TJ Hawkinson, and Jack Doyle. Any of his performances stick out to you, Greg? Uh, unfortunately, TJ Hawkinson got hurt, but I got to see him get in the end zone, um, bounce back. Uh, Mark Andrews as well got into the end zone. Um, other than that, it was, you know, a little quiet day for tight ends. How do you think O.J. Howard owners feel with uh, Cameron Brate getting a touchdown here? Uh, they should be very nervous because, you know, it, it doesn't matter who, what tight end, you know, is out there. He, Bruce Arians is trying to get some, you know, someone to score a touchdown. I don't think he cares about the name of O.J. Howard. Uh, he, you should definitely be in panic mode from O.J. Howard after the first three weeks. So uh, I would definitely, like, move on from this. All right, one of the guys that I want to highlight is is my tight end stream of the week, Noah Fant. Um, he had four targets, but he did get he did get two catches in this one, and one of them for a touchdown. So, uh, like I said last week, he's running routes on this team, uh, and he's getting involved, and he, he's getting decent amount of targets. So, definitely a name to monitor going forward if you need help at the tight end position. Um, but yeah, moving forward, let's get to that that waiver wire, Greg. So, yeah, who's the Who's the, the the top guy that you're 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 going to add this week, Greg? Uh, so if definitely starting from quarterback, my top guy. I want to start with Jacoby Brissett. <clears throat> Only owning thirty five percent of Yahoo leagues, he had twenty four for forty six for two hundred sixty five yards, 
three touchdowns, one interception, also added five carries for 19 yards rushing. So that's pretty nice, a little bit. Two points get you there. Um, you know, he had this performance without T.Y. Hilton, first of all. So it's a great sign there. Also, Marlon Mack is ding- got dinged up with the ankle injury. So, you know, uh, maybe that could be help him there for more volume in the passing game. He did throw 46 times already. Uh, I think he's a high in QB2 for you and can have some QB1 performances with the great matchup. Uh, and guess who they play next week? Kansas City. Could be a potential shootout there. I think Kobe Grissett, like should be an ad for you if you need some quarterback help. Yeah, I like uh, I like that right there. Jacoby Brissett, he's a guy that um, I know we streamed two weeks ago. Um, we brought him up this week. Um, I think you brought him up, actually, and I, I was the one that kind of poo-pooed that one because I didn't think mm-hmm. that the game would be uh, would would get into a, a you know the the point where he's having to throw a lot, but they got down and and he was throwing, but he's finished as a top twelve quarterback three weeks in a row. So, uh, you know, I think in our field of work, we would call that a trend. So, um, yes, sir. So let's uh, let's continue to I guess if you need quarterback help, ride that out. But if you're a quarterback, uh, or I guess if you're a fantasy owner in need of a quarterback, are you going to look to Jacoby Brissett, or are you going to look to uh, a guy like Jameis Winston, who's owned in a larger percent of leagues? But if he's available in your league, which one of these guys would you rather have? Uh, I think. Just based off, I feel, I mean, if you want a safer floor, maybe you might want to consider Brissett, but I think Jameis gives you more of a boom uh, playing in the Bruce Arian system, better wide receiver options uh, and options all around. So uh, I would I would go with Jameis if you if you need more of a boom. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that as well. Um, another guy, you know, this is a guy I, I haven't been able to stop talking about. But Gardner Minshew, man, yeah, you know uh, Baker Baker Jr. with the with the little mustache he's got over there. But um, this guy's owning fifteen percent of Yahoo leagues. Uh, any anything about his performances that stick out to you, Greg? Yeah, I like this performance again. I mentioned two passing touchdowns in three of the four games this season against like a tough schedule. He, I think, he provides a very solid floor for you at quarterback, just like Jacoby Brissett does. And after this tough schedule, you know, after Carolina, it lightens up a bit with the Saints the Bengals, the Jets, and then Houston right before his bye. So uh, I think, you know, he's a QB, fringe QB1 uh, going forward with that good floor. If he gets, st- you know, more touchdowns going forward, I think the yardage and touchdown number is going to go up for Gardner Minshew. Yeah, I mean, we like we talked about with Gardner Minshew, he's got the, he has, he's had some bad matchups and he's been able to perform in those bad matchups. So, um, you know, like you said, the schedule lightens up going forward. So, I think he's somebody that if you're if you need help at QB, then maybe you you don't look too too far than adding Gardner Minshew. Um, what about Marcus Mariota? Are you gonna add him? Uh, I'm not gonna rush to get Marcus Mariota. He does have that was his second three touchdown game, but I'm not filling the schedule. They but he's Buffalo the only quarterback in the NFL to to start every game and not have a turnover. Yeah, but he's I guarantee he gets one next week against Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's on the road against Denver. Yeah, so, no, I'm not, I don't want to start Marcus Mariota. Yeah, that, those, those two games could be a little ugly. But I don't know about shout that. out to you if you took the leap of faith and, and started him in DFS because, yeah, you that, that needed a lot of faith. Um, somebody who you definitely profited off of if you if you did a wide receiver stack was Corey Davis and A.J. Brown. So mm-hmm. you, you adding these guys in your leagues, Greg? Yeah, you gotta consider both of these guys. Uh, Marcus Mariota. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna expect him to have so much of a great match like performance. But if he is gonna produce, he's gonna produce to these guys. 
you know, Delaney Walker finally, you know, someone else probably finally stepped up besides him. Corey Davis owning 47% of Yahoo leagues. He had six targets for five receptions with 91 yards and a touchdown. And we already talked about A.J. Brown's performance. He's only owning 10% of the league. So both these guys had highly efficient performances. They both have big play attributes. Um, again, like I my concern for Marcus Mariota my, as a schedule, it's the same concern for the wide receivers as well. They're against Buffalo, who are great against wide receivers, and also on the road against Denver, who are also great against wide receivers. So both of those could be pretty ugly. I would add them for sure, though, because they could have some flex upside for you down the line. But I would uh, temper expectations uh, short term, I think. No, I definitely agree with that. Um, you know, I'm probably not going to rush to add either one of these guys, given the 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 quarterback situation that they have to deal with. But if I maybe have, you know, down the line we get some bye weeks and, you know, these guys, maybe the Tennessee finds themselves in a, in a high over under, or, you know, against a good a good offense with a bad defense, then maybe I'll, I'll add these guys if I need some boom in my lineup. Um, yeah, but I won't, <laughs> I'm trying to stay as far away from that from that Tennessee passing situation, maybe just that offense in a whole as I can. But if I'm a dynasty owner, though, I definitely want to go, you know, make a speculative offer for Corey Davis because you have to imagine that this quarterback situation is going to get better at some point. So um, if Corey Davis is talented, he should outlast that. Um, yeah, but moving another, forward, you said what? Yeah, Sorry. Oh, uh, now I'm saying another guy you're talking about dynasty and just a guy in general, Deontay Johnson, you know, playing Oof. well. Uh, another yeah, five five targets, five receptions, and seventy one yards, uh, and also with a touchdown. So he did have a fumble loss, but in that first play, but Juju helped him out. But Juju gained some veteran uh, presence. Uh, I think he's definitely the clear number two in the Steelers' offense, and we know how number twos work uh, in the Steelers' offense. They're gonna get involved, uh, so he should definitely be you know a considerable add. Yeah, just the fact that the Steelers thought so highly of him to draft him in the third round makes me. Think highly of him. So, yep. Um, yeah, I think I would add him. It's just weird saying we want to add him, but then at the same time, we're like, but Juju is a wide receiver. He's not. I mean, I guess we, those things aren't mutually exclusive, but. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah. if you're adding Deontay Johnson, you're expecting him to be a flex at best, which is great. Uh, but if you're drafted, you know, Juju, you expected him to be your top end wide receiver one. So that's like this, you know, different. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so uh, moving forward, we have the running backs. A guy we talked about on this list, um, Daryl Williams. He's only in 52% of leagues. Um, had eight carries for 13 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, but what makes you think uh, we need to go add, add Daryl Williams, Greg? Yeah, as long as, you know, Damian, as long as Damian Williams stays unhealthy uh, with his issues, I think he has value here. Uh, also, he has a great matchup against, a good matchup against the Colts next week. Josh Jacobs just has over 100, 100 scrimmage yards against them. Uh, I think, yo, he's going to have share the time with Sean McCoy. He's going to share the snaps, and he's going to be involved in a high-powered offense. I think all those things give you value right there. Yeah, no, as, as we always say, we we want a piece of this Chiefs offense however we can get it. So if that means stashing Daryl Williams and potentially starting him in, during bye weeks in my flex, then I'll, I'll do that. Um, someone we might need to go look to add is, is Jalen Samuels, man. He's having yeah, himself man. a game. Yes, um, sir. Like we talked about, he's he's currently he's currently a top twelve running back, but um, is is you think we need to rush to go add Jalen Samuels, who's currently owning twenty nine percent of Yahoo leagues, Greg? Yeah, I remember us saying a couple pods ago, if James Conner's owning one hundred percent of leagues, Jalen Samuels should be owning one hundred percent of leagues. He's the direct handcuff to James Conner. 
Uh, we already saw James kind of went to the sideline with the hamstring dink, but uh, he came back out. But at any moment, this guy could be an RB1 in the making. 16 total touches so far in this game. Uh, he has a touchdown already. Involved both. And he, he's playing quarterback, too. He has two completions. It's crazy, yo. So he's uh he should definitely be have, have fantasy volume, have intrigue as far as the ad. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, you know, I've been on the Jalen Samuels train all all off season. Um, uh, I I just think that he's too good of a of a receiver, too good of a playmaker to not be involved in this offense, especially without playmakers like Antonio Brown and and Lev Bell. And now you you take out Ben Roethlisberger, so this offense has to run through its playmakers. Hopefully, that means Juju gets more involved going forward, but um, we'll have to see. A receiver who's going to get more involved going forward, probably due to injury, uh, your guy, Geronimo Allison. He's back. He actually had a good game last week. Four targets, three receptions for 52 yards and a touchdown. Also had seven rushing yards, Greg. So what'd you, uh, what do you what do you make of this? So, you know, Devontae Adams unlikely to play Sunday against Dallas. So you, is he a guy yeah. you're looking to add? He's, uh, I think so. If you know, if you're in a pinch, if you're the Devontae owners, Devontae Adams owner, maybe you know, you want to go get him. Uh, he's locked into that slot role. Uh, I think you know he's owning 24% of leagues, like you said. Has some flex discussion. Um, don't yeah, don't close the door on my guy yet with the MVS discussion, man. Geronimo is back, yo. Geronimo and Aaron Rodgers, they have a chemistry that I don't think that MVS and him quite have yet. And you can see him and MVS, they miss on on kind of these. These easy little receptions, um, you know, they'll make the big play here and there. But he, it seems like he has, you know, where he has that chemistry with with Devontae, and he's had it with guys like Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb. He seems to have that with going with Geronimo more than he has it with MVS. But hopefully, that comes to fruition going forward. A guy who's had chemistry uh, bouncing back and forth with the Chargers and and other teams like the Patriots and whatnot. John Dontrell Inman. Uh, owned in just nine percent of leagues, had had a solid day on Sunday. Five receptions for seventy six yards on seven targets. Are we are we rushing to go add Dontrell Inman, Greg? Yeah, it was crazy because uh, Shiv in our league, the league of extraordinary people, tried to get cute and, and bench Robert Woods for Dontrell Inman. Uh, but uh, you know, Oof, luckily, that's a too cute. Yes, yeah, that's, that's too cute. Super cute. That's a, that was an zero and three move. Panicking right there. <laughs> Luckily, you know, he came through for you, got the five receptions for 76 yards. Um, you know, I think he has fantasy relevance, relevance as long as Mike Williams stays unhealthy. Um, yeah, he, with that ankle issue, uh, you know, he's been out a couple games already. I think he has fl- some flex upside in some deeper leagues. But, uh, yeah, he, he could be a guy for you if you need to add. Yeah, I, I like that idea. I mean, he's a guy that's been in this offense before, so, you know, Phillip Rivers trusts him. So I, I think... If if Mike Williams is out, this guy's gonna have a role, um, especially as they they ease Melvin Gordon in a little bit. So, um, you know, we'll see. Is there is there anybody else though on waivers that, that we might be looking to add? Um, yeah, the suspensions. A lot of people come back. Not a lot, but a couple of people named come back from suspension. As we said before, Golden Tate is coming back for the Giants for Danny Dimes, the undefeated quarterback Danny Dimes. Golden forty nine percent owned in Yahoo leagues. Uh, then Chris Herndon, we just added him in my Siemens B League today. Drop Gus Edwards. So we we gonna if you need some tight end help, if you're an advanced McDonald owner or something like that, go get Chris Herndon because Sam Donald is close, and you know he's already had chemistry with him from last season. And uh, Ben Watson, hey, if uh you know he could be a guy that could be used in that offense with the Pats, 
you know, I believe, you know, he's only owning 3% of the league. So, you know, TRTJ Hawkinson owner, maybe he, he might be out for a little while. Uh, yeah, go uh, go ahead, Benjamin Watson. Yeah, Ben Watson's a, a nice little sneaky ad because it's just a nice little shot to take. You know, it's a guy that's been – he's been in New England. He's had success there before. You know, they're clearly they're, they're looking for a tight end um, or they're, they're trying to utilize one. They just lost James, James Devlin, the fullback. So, you know, maybe they try to fill a role that way. But, you know, Benjamin Watson would be a nice speculative ad, especially if uh, you, you need a tight end. Um, yeah, for me, I don't know if there's anybody else that really sticks out. Um, but who? I guess who's the number one guy you're going to target on your way on the waiver wire this week? I think uh, <clears throat> out of the guys we mentioned, Derrick Williams, and I think Jacoby Brissett. Uh, after, after, yeah. What and, about Jordan Howard? Yeah, oh yeah, Jordan Howard. I think has to be. I, I, he's only owning maybe fit or right over fifty percent. So yeah, he should be a guy you should be adding, especially with the matchup next week. Um, he's got a, a good one. What do you think his What do you think his role? Oh man, I hate you. What do you think his role is um, going forward, though? You know, with Miles Sanders, do you think he's he's going to take over as a lead back going forward? I think he's going to next week. I think he'll get more touches than Miles Sanders. Uh, I think you know, as far as I think Miles Sanders might be getting you know more of that third down role. He was in the kickoffs, uh, I mean punt returns as well. So yeah, I think Jordan Howard's you know. Got a little control on it. I want to say he's like full control on it, but he's he's definitely leading. Yeah, I would agree with that assessment as well. I think this is Jordan's Howard back. Jordan Howard's backfield for now. Uh, the touch distribution kind of shows that. Um, you know, the one thing I will say they are using Jordan Howard in the past game, and he's you know he's he's catching uh, most of his targets. Uh, but if there's a way for Miles Sanders to kind of get in, I, I, I imagine it's that way. But at the same time, they have Darren Sproles, and they just you know activated Corey Clement for the first time last Thursday. So um, if you're a Miles Sanders owner, are you gonna? What do you do with him? Do you do you hold tight? Is he a snip snip? Like what's going on there? Nah, I think he's definitely a stash still at this point. Um, you drafted him to be a stash. You know, we talked about it before. Maybe you might want to try to sell if you can get someone good. Maybe. Like Maybe someone that really, so low, right? someone well, someone that believes in Miles Sanders as a running back, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. maybe get like a RB two back or low end RB two, something like that. You mean maybe somebody who somebody who might be deep, or maybe somebody. What about somebody who's who maybe an Austin Eckler owner, right? Yeah, maybe that's looking for RB two. That's um, looking for RB two help. Yeah, maybe you go uh, try maybe to trade for a receiver, a receiver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Unfortunately for us, we have both Austin Eckler and Miles Sanders, so we can't make yep, that trade. Yep, yep, we do. Uh, it's okay, though. We're averaging 149 points a week in a half-point PPR league. Oof, yeah. Way to brag, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> nah, man, our team is dominating. We have to brag. Um, it's dominating, so it's we're just we're, it's a buzzsaw, like literally a buzzsaw. You got any people that are like, wow, did he just really do this to me right now? Like Miko Harmon in my lineup. Oh man, we talked about how Miko Harmon and and Marquise Hollywood Brown. My start of the week, Marquise Hollywood Brown. They combined for four point one points, I think, in my in my uh, half point PPR <laughs> league. And and we would have, you know, we would have got more, but Miko Harmon got negative two. So yeah, we got to pull out these receipts. But Carry uh, On Johnson came through for you though. That's yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. fumbled the goal line carry, so that was unfortunate. But um. What about yeah. Dell, man? How you feeling about Dell, man? 
you know, honestly, Odell's a buy for me, man. Yeah. I he's a buy. I mean, people are frustrated, but guys, Odell does this every year. The first four weeks, does. go look at You're he does it. Right. He does it every You're year. Right. But he, keep he averages that ninety, thirteen hundred, oh. and twelve touchdowns every single year. So You're right. like Odell's a buy for me. <laughs> All right, Odell or Diop rest of the year. Oof. Oh man. Oh man. That's a tough one. I know. Both come up bad games. D Hop two straight bad games. Oh man, that is a tough one. Rest of the season though, we are we, all right, I gotta stick to my guns here. Wide receiver breakdown. I already said D Hop is my number one wide receiver. Um mm. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to stick with that. Mm, I li- with uh, wow, I like that. Okay. Going but back the, the, the but the only thing is, though, the only thing that I I'm, I hope this changes, and if if this doesn't, then I'll have to change my answer. Is uh, Houston is not throwing the ball enough? They're not. They're like one of the one of the. Uh, they're like close to bottom in the league in terms of pass attempts. Mm-hmm. So, if if that volume is not there, and you know we're already seeing, you know maybe the injury to Kenny Stills, maybe that kind of opens up a door, opens up some more targets for. For D Hop, but um, if they're not throwing the ball enough, the volume is not there. I mean, what did he? How many pass attempts did he even have? I'm not sure. It was it was a low number though. It wasn't. It was. The uh, he, he let me see. I have Deshaun. it. Deshaun Watson, 21 of 33, but he was 160 pass yards. Yeah, the the average yard per ta- target is not there. The yards, yeah, the yards per attempt's not there. The the attempts. I mean, he had one less attempt than than Kyle Allen. Yeah, and Kyle had three picks, so that's, yeah, that's it's crazy. like so. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just a little unfortunate. Um, obviously, I mean, if you're Deshaun Watson owner, are you gonna panic? Um, I I I believe in Deshaun still. I think he's mm-hmm. gonna come through. He had a great game week one, so I I believe in his IQ. I believe in him as a football player. I, I will stick with him. Yeah, I mean, he had a great game week one. He had a great game last week. We've kind of seen the ebb and flow of his season so far through through four weeks. Um, I, I have a lot of Deshaun Watson everywhere. Um, so, you know, I'm holding tight, man. I'm holding tight. I just believe that he's he's too talented. There's too much talent on this offense between, you know, Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Bill O'Brien's got to get this this ship turned around. Uh, they can, they, they're still within reach of, of trying to win this division. Um, none of these teams is way is way better than the others, so I expect them to get turned around. This man, you know, was on the field for three hours after the game on Sunday, yeah, working bro, with his quarterback work. coach, putting in extra work. You know, we don't even see that in the NFL. That you see that in basketball in the NBA. You don't see that in the NFL where guys right after the game is on the field working That's out. Good point. So you know, this guy wants it. He wants to be great. He's determined, and so you know, I'm going to continue to ride him out. And if I could, if I could, if I could buy, if I'm, if I got a Deshaun Watson owner that's in my, in my, in my league, he maybe he's panicking. I could maybe buy low. Uh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that. And lastly, like you said on a posted on Instagram, San Francisco 49ers defense. Uh, mm. People probably ignore them because they want to buy. You mentioned they got to be added. They're the second scorest defense in the league after the Patriots. Yeah, I think you know. Uh, they're actually them and the Patriots. If you look at every statistical metric, um, every even like um, the the football outsiders, they have their own metrics. 
Warren Sharp has all his own metrics. San Francisco is usually like either first or second in every category, offensively or defensively, in terms of efficiency to New England. So um, this San Francisco team is legit. It's for real, and their defense. Uh, we talked about them week one as a stream, as a potential stream. At least I think I did. Um, we talked about them in week two. I know we definitely talked about them in week two. Um, they're one of the top leagues in terms of sack percentage. So uh, I would expect all of that to continue. And the best part about them, they've already had their bye week. So uh, you, you get a step ahead up yep. on the competition. You don't have to drop a defense ever again for the rest of the year. Uh, if they tr- if they prove to be a, a top three defense or top two defense going forward. Yeah, Another defense. Gotta... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying they had a great, uh, you know, there's going to be a fun matchup next week against the Browns on Monday Night Football. Yeah, they have they have some good they have a good schedule going forward. They, you know, they get to play Arizona twice, um, who's tops in the league of giving up sacks. So um, that that'll be good for them. And then also another defense to target. Um, you know, them they might be a little bit inflated. They had some defensive touchdowns. I know I know San Fran had some defensive touchdowns too, but the sack production's there. But the New York Jets, they're three in terms of fantasy points per game. Um they you know, they had two pretty good outings, once against Buffalo, once against New England. So um their schedule gets a little bit easier going forward. As you said, they face Gardner Minshew, but um, you know, that could be seen either way. But um you know, they have a pretty good schedule. It lightens up. They get the Dolphins twice. So, you know, I think that would be a good defense to add, considering also how they've also already had their bye. So. Yeah, I think everyone's ready for week five. Everyone's got their, you know, decisions on, like, quarter of the season. You know, matchups are going to start coming to play a lot more now. Uh, we know what we know. Yeah, no, most definitely. We, we do know what we know. Um think one of the things I know is I might be getting this win in my league. Pittsburgh D holding. They did James get another Conner pick. Off. They did get a pick. So I might be I might be okay. Was was James Conner on that was James Conner on that uh running back uh rankings now? Oh yeah, hold on, hold on. I got you, brother. I got you. James Con oh he's four, five, six, seven, eight. Mm, and Jalen Samuels is nine. Nah, mm, uh, it's all good. It's all good. Hey, he's he's close enough. That's RB one for the week though. His breakout, his best game. I'll take that. Yeah, man. It's it's okay, man. It's okay, my brother. You 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 did the best you can. You know. You did yeah, the best I'm you just can. a man of the people. You know, I have to provide. Yeah. So as as always, we provide that weekly diagnosis of that fantasy football. Not just every, not just fantasy football. Just as Shiv. But um, yeah, we do the best we can. <laughs> we do the best we can, um, and you know, just continue to rock with us all season. And yeah, we're gonna continue to to provide that that the best fantasy analysis that we can. But as always, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. Um, again, catch us on Thursday as we'll have our Thursday night preview. Um, But yeah, as always, thanks for listening, and we are out. We out.